Welcome back to the Donkey Kong Artist Podcast. I am one of the two hosts of the Donkey Kong Artist Podcast. I am Patrick Shanley, and I'm joined, as always, by my best friend and co-host, Evan Arnold. What's up? What's up? Get ready for some video games, dude. This like, is the time it's, for it's it. It's the week. This is our week, man. And next week, I guess. It's like two full weeks. Yeah. Here's what I don't get. Sorry to just immediately complain as soon as we start the podcast. I'm We got credentialed for media. Woo, the first time Woo! for a podcast. Yeah. Um, because it's always like I went and then like kind of like tacked it on under THR for the other couple of years. Um, <laughs> Media Week starts this week, um, and in the past, what we used to do is you drove around like Santa Monica on the west side, and there was like an entire like Media Week. Is that I'm not allowed to share that? Um, but anyway, this week is Media Week, and so I logged on today expecting a whole bunch of information on there. There's like nothing on the E3 website, like nothing. There's literally one thing on the schedule, and it's the Square Enix event, which is public, by the way, uh, next Monday, June 13th, so six days from now. On Saturday, Sunday? That's sure. it. That's all that's up there. It's that and a whole bunch of weird, creepy avatars that you get to make, and then What are it. you talking? I have no idea what you're talking about. So, like, give me an I Like, I've never mm. been to E3. Um, you're speaking a different language to me. So when you're talking about a press event, is just does that mean what you're looking for? Do they release news before they actually have the conferences? So you guys have like a heads up of what's coming? Yeah, here's what's really weird about E3 that people might not know. Um, in the past, what you do, and Jeff used to, Jeff Keeley used to host this, or at least like was organized, was one of the organizers of it. Um, they did a media week, and the media week was in May. I don't think any of this is a secret and frankly who cares I signed an NDA like two years ago I'm not allowed to talk about this uh, <laughs> you do um, sort of like you get on a bus with a whole bunch of other journalists and all these different studios yeah, <laughs> all these different studios host like these little events at like a hotel or at like a like a bungalow that they rented out whatever the hell and you play whatever game they have and they do like they do a whole bunch of different interviews that they cycle reporters through. And so basically you know everything that's going to happen at E3 before E3 happens. Um, and then E3, the week of, is really you're just kind of walking around and like doing cleanup interviews with like people you might not have gotten already or playing some more games. You, haven't. you really don't play that many games at E3 because you kind of already got your hands on time with them like a month before at the preview week. This year, because it's all online, this week is this week, unless I missed another one, which is possible because I don't currently have an outlet, so maybe this already happened. Um, but so I'm, I'm logged on to the, the portal online for media, and basically it's just like a website that has nothing on it. It says like there's available boots, but you can't click any of them, so like none of them are up. Like there's nothing, there's nothing up right now. It's just like who the partners are, and then like some weird forum with a whole bunch of creepy avatars. That's it. That's the that sounds thing. like that sounds promising. And what's what, what's up with the avatar? Uh, they're super weird. Like everyone's is super creepy and like super cutesy anime style. Um, there's a lot of people I've never heard of on here too. And everybody gets to make their own. My guy looks like a vampire. Cause I yeah, I saw it. I saw you yeah. post it, and then I got confused because I'm just like, so is that what's going to pop up Like when you're in one of these media events? It's just your avatar? I guess so. Like when you're on here right now, I'm on the portal right now, and it has like active people, and it's just a whole bunch of wacky avatars next to people's names. Cool. Cool. I, I mean, this is the first time they've done it this way, so it's going to be a very interesting <clears throat> process. And so, and I, I, 
I'm gonna be completely honest with you, I've been out of it. I have not really been in the E3 like I used to. So if you're a consumer that's getting into it, like myself, and you're not in the media, well, technically, I guess I am in the media now. Yeah, you're a credentialed media member now. Oh, that's disgusting. But okay, <laughs> so if I'm a consumer, and I, I, I could look this up myself, is there Hi, a Bob. different sign up for the consumers since they can attend this year? Well, I think it's a different thing for consumers. It'll probably look a lot like this, but it's just like open. It'll be like a website and you can click and like go to virtual booths, which are like, what the hell are those? They'll probably just release demos online like they've done in the past, like at the Game Awards and stuff. Um, and then basically, this is what I don't get about the entire thing, right? And you can fill me in here. E3 to you in the past was just watching the live streams of the performances or the like the events that they put on. Like Bethesda, when it's at an event at E3, you just tune in for that. So by the time E3 actually starts, you're done with E3. Because yeah. the convention itself doesn't have any of those. They're already done, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm confused about. Why do I need to sign up as a consumer if I've never had to sign up before? <clears throat> um, yeah, it's actually like more work, right? <laughs> it seems like it. Um, it, it is it just for... And, you know, it's new because it's to be the first year that I can actually go. And most people can go from the from the Go, homes. in quotes. Basically, I think what the real difference is is that now you might be able to play the demos that were only available on the game floor. I don't see that on here because it says... It might not be. Because I'm asked, it says, why do I need to register for E3? The ability to create a unique profile. Why do I care about that? Because the uh, cool avatar, man. Whatever. Gam gamification across the app that will appear on the user's profile. Real-time activity feed that includes upcoming and past activities, social and editorial content, publisher and developer events, general programming. So, okay. <clears throat> interactive booths. Okay, so maybe that's it. Maybe it's the interactive booths. Maybe that's demo time. Could they have booths in quotations it must be that that's the only thing that makes sense for a booth right like that you can play the games because that's what the booths were in the past on the show floor is you go up you wait and well i didn't have to but you have to wait in a gigantic line and then play the game and that's basically what the booth is but now they don't have like the cool statues and like the people walking around so it's like if they don't have game demos i do not understand what the point of having a website is because you can just stream I, all of this online what difference just so you can track how many people are attending so you could say oh look at how many people we have attended and but then, why would as a consumer is what i'm saying like why would any consumer sign up to do that to feel like you're inside I, I, I don't know i don't i don't know um i just signed up myself so i'm it's gonna be interesting to see the access that you have compared to what i have and we can talk about it next week when we start doing our daily or whatever we're gonna do with next week right I'm just super confused by it because it's like I don't know I don't get the point and then everything I just read is just like I still don't get the point so m maybe they'll clarify it and there's been no news about this that's there's what been I no don't... clarification on it yeah I don't know why there's so much confusion here it seems like why am I asking all of these questions frankly even like keeping track of what's going on is really hard and this is my major issue with everything if everybody hosts their own event then I have to populate a calendar which I literally did today and credit to the summer games fest for like actually having this it auto populated your calendar but now I have to like track all these things across multiple different days that I have to tune into at different times it's like it's really confusing and really hard to like keep track of I guess that's what it was like every year if you were a consumer watching yeah. this you had to like populate your calendar yeah, I mean, you just knew what time. It was just like, you know, your television schedule, right? Yeah. You knew that from 1 to 2, you would have to go to the Microsoft event. You have like 15 minutes where you could take a break, you know, gather your thoughts or whatever if you're a consumer. Because, um, you know, I would spend those 15 minutes and like text my friends about, oh, did you see that? Because, you mm -hmm. know, I have all my friends are like really into E3. So, and then, you, you know, 15 minutes later, you'd go to another event. But... 
I, yeah, I just I'm having a I'm having a hard time of seeing why why would that be any different than this year? It seems like they added extra steps onto it. The only benefit I can see is being able to play the games through these digital booths, and I put booths in quotes again, and then I also say to my quotes voice booth. That's gonna be such a mess, though. The capacity because there's, like there's gonna be so many people that are gonna be trying to get into this, especially Sunday when we have the Xbox event. Oh yeah. It's going to be crazy. Well, a couple things. Like yesterday... Okay, sorry. Can we talk boxing for a second? Why the hell did they have a boxing fight yeah, on okay. Sunday? I, on I Sunday? You, what is going on? I saw you tweet this, and I, I was really upset because all Saturday... I was like trying to see find updates because I don't want to watch. The, I don't. First of all, I'm not paying for an exhibition match. Thank you. And, I, I don't, and second of all, I don't know... I don't even want the information, but I've been following Floyd Mayweather's career my entire life. I'm not a Mayweather fan, but I'm interested in Mayweather's career. I've watched at least 30 of his fights on Yeah, same here. Um, We've watched a few of his fights together. Um, You've come and had some meatballs at my house for a Mayweather fight. (laughs) Um, Those pay-per-view days were the best, by the way. I know. God, that's how long he's been around, too. Yeah, exactly. So I... I have a whole bunch of reservations about that, but whatever. But yeah, what is going on with the boxing on Sunday? Do they know that's a cardinal sin? You don't do that. Yeah, God rested on Sunday. You don't box on God's resting day. I was upset about that. I was like, Sundays are for WrestleMania and paper, uh, <laughs> uh, wrestling events. And I don't even like wrestling, but those are reserved for wrestling events. You don't have exhibition boxing matches on <sighs> Sunday. That's a Friday event. Can I also just, and we're just going to go off on boxing right now, just say what this is doing to the sport of boxing, by the way. The last, the three biggest fights of the last, like, however many years have all been exhibition fights. We had Tyson um, fighting in an exhibition match. We had the stupid Logan Paul thing this weekend. And then the the Mayweather was also an exhibition match, was it not? Or was that a sanctioned actual title fight? Was that uh, Mayweather, this one? Uh, McGregor. No, the one this weekend yeah, was, that was an um, exhibition. Least, but that one was actually... That one made sense because you have two powerhouses sure. from both two sports coming together. So I I understood that one and I and I wanted to see that one. Yeah, but these ones are just like it's basically like wrestling now. It's like it's a little it is wrestling. It's, it's choreographed and it's you know it's embarrassing in for and listen, I'm a big boxing fan. I've been watching boxing my entire life. I love boxing. It's one of my favorite sports. It it's disrespectful for a lot of these guys who have been putting in years and years and years for a title fight. Like there are people that Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather um, avoided for years, who never got an opportunity to fight him, and now you know you see a guy Logan named Paul. Logan Paul who lost his first match with another YouTube star, and then gets a chance to fight the best fighter, arguably one of the best fighters of all time. Um, it's the best record of all time as for that many record. fights. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I know a lot of people complain about the way he fights, but he's a counter puncher. That's how counter punchers fight. You know what I mean? Like anyone they, who complains about the way Floyd Mayweather fights doesn't know anything about boxing because if you can avoid punches the way that that guy has for what twenty five years, he's, he's never been hit. He's yeah, never it's been insane. tagged. It's like he, that gif of him, like where they're like he exists three seconds in the future. He's amazing. And I'm, this is coming from someone who does not like Floyd Mayweather. I do does not anyone like, like Floyd Mayweather? He's a horrible person. A certain, he's a horrible person. <laughs> he beats women. He like the way he treats uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. But still, he's a he's a wonderful boxer, and he's yeah. fun to watch. And I didn't I didn't pay for it. I watch YouTube clips. It it just ah man, the sport. I I could not be a person who is heavily invested in boxing. I I don't see any benefits from what these Logan Paul and these exhibition matches are are bringing. Me either. I can if I'm Floyd Mayweather and make a hundred fifty million dollars to fight some joke fight. But other than yeah, that, Logan Paul's making like on top of that and yeah. on top of what he's going to be making off of that Charizard card. So it's you know good for them. I I don't hate people on making money. Listen, 
if you want to make money this way go ahead like in your hustle if you want to go on uh twitch and be in a hot tub and make money that way <laughs> like i do not care make your money this is america make your money but it just i feel so bad for these people that have been in this sport who have wanted a title shot and they just see these youtube stars just kind of like you know skirt past everyone just to get that especially floyd mayweather like that's something oh, I, know. That I never i never thought i'd ever see i was so disappointed by him with him on that i, I think it just made so much from that mcgregor fight that he's like why not just keep doing this plus he's like what is he like 45 46 years old yeah, like he's not he look good he, he looked good he does i'm just you know how long can he possibly do it for yeah exactly and yeah and the last thing i'm going to say is that that was not good boxing by logan paul I saw a bunch of people posting like him throwing a bunch of haymakers. Oh, those were not tele- those were bad punches he was throwing. There was no weight behind those punches. Watch he was his feet. He was flailing. He was flailing. Yeah. So watch his feet. That's all I'm saying. And yeah. ev- again, everybody who doesn't watch boxing, like you're watching the upper body and not the lower body. Yeah, it just frustrates me. And then like the commentary that was going on with this, well, Floyd Mayweather can't box. He's oh dancing, and I'm just like, oh my god, like Logan Paul won the fight because uh, Mayweather didn't knock him out. I'm like, oh, Mayweather's not a knockout fighter. Like, ah, uh, let's just. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I have no idea how we got onto this, but I think I can loop it back. And because the main reason why I wanted to, probably this is how it came up, is that everything. No, this is too strong, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> everything is getting cheapened because there's just. It's more like just finding an audience at any cost. Like, it doesn't matter, like, what it does to integrity or if anything involved. Or everything's so fractured now across 8 billion different streaming apps or different times you're going to watch things. And that's how I kind of feel right now with E3. I feel like it used to be easier, obviously, for me because I'm here and I used to go to an actual physical event. But it just feels like we're saying, unless, even if you're getting a demo, even if you have access to demos that you otherwise wouldn't have got, which they generally release later on anyway, everything just seems harder. It's just more steps to get the same things you used to have. And does this fix E3's problem? So No, because Summer doesn't. Game Fest already did this last year and is doing it again this year, so they have momentum. Right, and like my thing is, is if if you're going to do something like this, you're going to have to give consumers and fans an opportunity to test these products. Mm-hmm. It, if that, if you don't do that, then there's no reason for doing all this. You know what I mean? You just you don't have to have everyone sign up. You don't have to have anyone. You just have people you know consume the way that they were consuming before. If you have them take this extra step, and I know signing up is not that hard, whatever. We're complaining the complaint, but mm-hmm. if you have people taking this extra step to actually register for the event the e3 event then you need to be doing giving them exclusive interview and not you know not an opportunity to, to give an interview but an opportunity to see a one-on-one interview with like a greg miller or someone like that um to have an opportunity to play to actually play the game maybe have them g- give them opportunities to see gameplay trailers that people who wouldn't have access you know who didn't sign up for it so I, you know i just don't give me something right yeah. it, give me something right um, send me some free stuff in the mail. Like, give me something. You know, incentivize me for going out of my way to giving you my information. Because now it might be leaked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so. And it probably will be. It probably will be in a couple years. So, um, I don't know. It's 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 E three is a weird it's a weird bag because it's, it's been a dying it's been a dying thing. They need to do a lot to kind of remedy it, to kind of revive it. Mm-hmm. Summer Games Fest and the way that these um, Sony directs and Nintendo directs and uh, the way that they already handle all their stuff, I think, is a w- way better way of divvying out information to the public. 
I just, I don't know. Maybe this will be the thing that revitalizes E3 and gets people interested again if they roll this out in a correct way. But what would that look like, Pat? I don't know what that would look like. I don't know. Again, like the only thing that I can see that's a benefit is offering demos to people who otherwise would not be able to get them. But then it also cheapens, I mean, it cheapens E3 then. Wasn't the point that you could only do this if you were there? Like those Comic-Con exclusive things that you would get too. Like this only happens here. This is the only place to do it. I'd also say this. When I look at the calendar, it's really hard to tell what is even part of what, you know? Like, there's Netflix Geek Week, whatever the hell that means. Is that a part of Summer Games Fest and part of E3? No, not really, but it's kind of like a addended to these things. And then you have, like, Ubisoft's event, the Ubisoft Forward and the Xbox Bethesda thing. What are those a part of? Are they a part of Summer Games Fest? Are they a part of E3? Are they a part of neither of them? I See, and I'm glad you brought this up because I was confused because I thought Summer Games Fest was part of E3. It was the kickoff no. of E3. But then uh, Jeff Keeley uh, posted yesterday that this was his first time not being a part of E3, so it was a surreal week for him. So, except then he also posted one of his creepy avatars, so he's clearly at E3. Yeah, well, he's at E3, but he, he you know, he's not. I know he's not a partner. Yeah. Part of E3 um, to any capacity. And then I thought the Netflix Geeked Week was a part of E3, but it, apparently it's all different. So. I'm just, man, I'm confused. Me too, and I don't know why this is so confusing. This is, I don't know, this is not helpful for anybody to just be like, I don't know what the hell is going on, and like, does it even matter at this yeah, point? it doesn't. I was yeah. just going to, like, does it matter? Because we're just, we're going to, do we care, really? Or As a consumer, no, I guess I don't care. But if I owned, like, E3, like, don't you need to have exclusivity to some of these things? I would think so, if you want to be viable and you want to keep it around for another year, and you don't want Jeff to come and eat your lunch, but... It seems like they're fine with it because it seems like it just boosts their week, right? Because if you have the Summer Games Fest, that go, and it, let's say it does really well, right? Yeah. And I'm not putting any money into it at all. It's, it's just going to heighten the hype for my event that's like directly right after it. So, so okay, maybe. yeah. And that's what I'm really confused by, right? Like, are you just going to get like an extra bump just because of this? And maybe people confuse and just be like, oh, well, that was E3 anyway. So, like, <laughs> I'm what happened at Summer Games Fest, I now just think was E3 as a consumer who's just like, not really closely following this yeah. like they get the goodwill of somebody else's work yeah they do and it's just i don't know it's not a big deal you might be making it a bigger deal than it's not we don't own e3 maybe the person who owns e3 is just like steaming right now because everybody's kind of like jumping on his week of or their week of whatever so. the people who own e3 are like the it's like the central it's like um, great, now I'm forgetting um, the IRS. It's like the IRS of video games. It's like the most bureaucratic, like, buttoned up, like, detached from, like, core gaming organization in the world. It's really funny. The ESA is, like, they're so buttoned up. Like, they really are not what I think the outside perspective might be of them. Or maybe it is now because of what they've done recently. And, sorry, uh, so, my daughter. Yeah, it's fine. Don't say sorry <laughs> for your daughter. She, she gets to speak up as much as she wants. Um, She's part of the podcast. I want to be in the podcast. Do I want to play games, Dad? Give me, give me control, Dad. Let me play Doom. Um, so like, and I'm looking at the list of the 2021 partners for the Summer Games Fest. We're not expecting them to be at E3, right? Or, and even some of them have their own presentation in a whole different capacity. This is why I mean, like, this is wrapping my head in in knots. I don't know. I don't know why I don't know. <laughs> Okay. I've never felt like this much of an outsider about anything. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the E3 partners right now. There's Capcom. There's Gearbox. There's a bunch of ones that I'm not even really super familiar with. Like, there's Bantai Namco. But then there's places called, like, Hooded Horse and Mythical Games and NetEase Games, which I know but isn't, like, a big one. And a company called Dream Tech that I've never heard of. And Devious Eye Entertainment. 
No offense to them, I'm just saying, like, I don't know what some of these are. A lot of those are PC, uh, PC strategy games. Um, developers, I think Hooded Horse did, um, Nerd. what's that game that I Nerd. saw? Nerd. Terra Invicta or something Nerd. like that, but yeah. Um, leave me alone. Uh, I play a lot of strategy games on PC that I don't like talking about because I don't want people to know what I play. Um, yes, I'm a nerd. So, yeah, in... It, but then Sony's going to be at Summer Games Fest, but they're not going to be at E3. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. Is okay. that accurate? I, I don't know I what d- partner means, too. Like, what does a partner mean? And Sony had the state of play recently that they did on their own, which wasn't a game, part of though. any of this. Yeah, but it yeah. wasn't a part of any of this. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh. And but Sony E3 even- has Nintendo, who's doing their Nintendo Direct that is branded as an E3 event. <laughs> Why is it so confusing? <laughs> What's happening? Why are they doing this to us? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, whatever. It is what it is. We're going to get a lot of news. So let's focus maybe on the positives here and make some speculations. Um, just wild, baseless speculations. <laughs> what do you want to see? Games that are working for release. <laughs> what do you realistically want to see? Uh, gameplay trailers, like actual gameplay trailers. What do you realistically want to see, Edmund? <laughs> <laughs> realistically, what do I want to see? I mean, <sighs> are you going to be able to get a uh, Xbox or a PlayStation? That would be a nice thing to pop up at one of these events. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I have a PS5, um, so I'm not worried about that. I would like to see any Xbox games. Man, uh, well, I mean, they have Bethesda, so there's going to be that. But again, when are these games going to come out? I feel like Bethesda is going to come out, and it's going to be like in 2025. You're going to get so yeah. For but really, we'll probably get an update on uh, what is it? Starfield, Star Force. What is that game that everybody goes crazy about? But they've seen absolutely nothing about stars. It's called Starfield. Starcraft. I I like being I like being a dick about that game because everybody's like oh this game is going to be great like no you, you don't know like Elden Ring is another one where people are okay. like oh man Elden Ring is going to be the most epic game ever like you haven't seen anything about Elden Ring like not one thing about Elden Ring and um, then like first off I get those games confused because the logo for Starfield is a giant ring and then the other one's called Elden Ring <laughs> and I feel like that's just needlessly confusing I also would like to bring up for anyone who's excited about Elden Ring which includes myself because I love From Software and I like George R. R. Martin but uh, George R. R. Martin never finishes anything, and in case you remember what happens when somebody else finishes his work, it doesn't go super great. It didn't pan out very well. Yeah. No. And for everyone who's super into From Software, like, how many people actually played and finished Sekiro? Like, so many people talked about how great that game was and never actually played all the way through it, and that was the latest release. I don't think uh, that game... It, it, I think, you know, the people that really loved it loved it, but I think more along the lines, like Dark Souls, mm-hmm. Bloodborne, like Bloodborne is... Mm, mm, chef's Kiss, Bloodborne. Um, I would be more interested to see a Bloodborne 2 than anything on Elden Ring. They're all the um, same game. <laughs> like, I, I like them, but they're all the same game. They're just like, oh, it's this game, uh, but with a different... Now you're Bloodborne was in a little quicker. Japan. Bloodborne was a little quicker. I like Bloodborne because it was... It was a lot quicker. Actually, I can't even say a little quicker. It was a lot quicker. It felt like more of a game from this generation. <laughs> Dark Souls seems like it's something from like the PS2 era with how slow and deliberate it is. Bloodborne was still deliberate, but you could do some crazy combos. You could move around the map at a lot quicker speed than you could at Dark Souls. Elden Ring, I, I think it would be more of those games with an actual story. And I think that's what a lot of those games are missing, is a good story. 
I, that's I there's good worlds, but I don't mm. remember those games. I don't remember anyone ever talking about man that Dark Souls. What a what a great narrative that game had. Right, and I guess that's where George R. R. Martin's clout comes in. But again, as I will point to, as I've been waiting ten years, eleven years, how long has it been since the last book in that freaking series came out? I'm just saying, the guy doesn't finish stuff. I love how you call me a nerd and you read. <laughs> this is pretty reading. nerdy. But yeah, yeah, and I know um, talking about boxing, talking about reading, we're and all then over the place. yeah, then. Yeah, we're all over the place. And then, like, yeah, and then at least... But the thing is, we don't have a person like D&D. We don't have people like D&D attached to it, right? So, um, who, who knows? I don't know what the writers are around Elden Ring. I don't even know why we're talking about Elden Ring. This was the one game I didn't want to talk about today, and then I brought it up. And then we got it. We got it. But, you know, that's the game that I think people really want to see, um, you know, in, in terms of Nintendo. Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild 2, Metroid. I think people would want to see... I don't think we're going to see anything from Metroid, but... Metroid doesn't nice. actually exist. It's just a giant joke that Nintendo's been playing <laughs> it's, on. It's it. a big... Yeah, I think it is a joke. that gotcha. they're just, They'll bring up every year or two years, and then they'll bury it. But, I, you know, I think that might be a Nintendo Switch Pro, whatever they want to call it. Um, I care not as much about that as a lot of people seem to care about it. I care about it. That I'll buy it. It's going to be impossible to find one. Yeah, but. sure. I mean, you keep, it was hard. It's still hard to get a Switch itself. Um, yeah, just a classic I Switch. I know. I just, I don't know. Again, like, if you're playing Switch for, for performance or for the way, like, frame rate or blah, 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 whatever it does, do you really think it's going to compare at all with the other console offerings? And then... What's even the point? You know, I mean, it's hand, it's a high-powered handheld system. But we already I mean? have a high-powered. Like the Switch is fine. I don't know. Whatever. Good for you. God bless. Go enjoy your Switch Pro. But like, yeah. who cares? And then, like, yeah, a lot of more, a lot more people I've noticed are becoming more sticklers for like the 60, 30 frames per second versus sixty frames per second. I just I, can't. I just it's so meaningless to me. Like, I guess it matters. It does matter, obviously, to a lot of people. I just, I don't care. Like, oh, my I, game, like, slightly looks a little bit more Paul. I don't care. Not gonna lie, I was along the same lines as you. Like, oh, who cares? But then, playing Ratchet and Clank, the original version, the 30 frames per second, and then they updated it with the 60 frames per second, it feels like an entirely different game. So... And I was, and I was like you. I was for years. I was like, oh, anyone who talk, talks about like fidelity and resolution Nerd. and the difference in frame rate, they they suck. They don't really, they don't really care about games. They just want to be nitpicky. And yeah, it's not a, it's not a huge deal, but it it makes a difference. And it's, it for me, it's more enjoyable playing that sixty frames per second, um, high resolution game. Honestly, if um, I got to choose, like if it was sitting directly in front of me, I would obviously pick that one. But I don't think I would go out and buy it just because of that. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get you. It's like a luxury car. You don't need a luxury car, right? Well, I don't know. No one needs a luxury car. No one needs a Maserati. Like, what you if could... you produce movies in Hollywood, though? You don't need one. Well, you do, though. That's you, don't need, like, you don't need a new Nintendo Switch. You're going to pull up to the Ivy with like a Nintendo Wii U in a Geo? No. you got to pull up with a Nintendo Switch Pro in your Ferrari Countach. Is that a Lamborghini? I don't know. Whatever. I, I clearly am not part of that <laughs> class yeah. of people. Uh, my dad sold cars, a Toyota, so that's all I'll be driving for the rest of my life. But yeah, that was a bad analogy. I, I regret bringing it up. You should. I, and I do. But yeah, I think you know. I think it's time for us to see a new Switch. I think a Switch coming out at this time is perfect timing. I think they're on their pro. Um, 
I keep saying the Pro, I keep comparing it to the PlayStation, but the PlayStation was the only one doing this before. Hmm. Um, you know, I think they're at their level. How old is the Switch? The Switch is... 2017 it came out, so okay. is that four years? Yeah, yeah I think it's time to, you know, release a new Switch for these new games. Breath of the Wild might be a little bit more powerful than the previous one. We have a new Metroid coming in. Um, <laughs> do we? we have, I think we do. I, I think we will see it before 2023. That is bold assumption but i mean I did i say before it. i said i uh, will see it like before okay so 2023 i think is the year we'll see we'll see metroid okay so before I, the sun collapses in on itself we'll probably have metroid before before. we all kill each other in war i believe we'll uh, see Met- that's a little bold we'll too metroid um but other than like you know the nintendo i think we'll get a, a pokemon announcement yeah. you know i don't think it'll be like a new pokemon but i'll be it'll be like some pokemon project possibly <clears throat> i think we're gonna see a lot of new ips Honestly. I do too, and I don't know. People are kind of mixed on new IPs. It just depends how hard it comes out. But really, when I'm looking at this lineup, the only things I really care about, I'm intrigued by Xbox and Bethesda because that's big. Yeah. I yeah. don't expect to get that much out of it, though. I think it's going to be a lot of stuff in the far future, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, and then there's Square Enix. And other than that, there's not really a lot Warner here Bros. that's doing for me. I'm like I'm excited to see what they're doing because uh, Gotham Knights was uh, pushed back, um, so I'm excited to see the develop because I know they'll show some gameplay from that because I know they have something cooking from that. Um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, the Suicide Squad game, I believe that we might get yeah, another Injustice I kind of forget announced, about that. and I like the Injustice games. I I would be happy to see another Injustice game announced. Um, just throwing one out there that I think we'll never get. Um, We'll never see it. I mean, you know, Harry Potter. Uh, is that a Warner Bros. game? The Harry Potter game? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, it should be. Okay, so I think we'll get some development on the Harry Potter game. So, you know, I think Warner Brothers is, might actually be, you know, I think we'll get some DLC for Hitman, uh, yeah. Mortal Kombat. So I think, you know, Warner Brothers games might come out of the war- woodwork and be something that we all are a little happy about. Um, we haven't seen a, a Lego announcement, so I think we need, you know, Lego game might be coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, um, I think those are all good. I am intrigued by Warner Brothers games, uh, specifically because all all like cross media games kind of suck. Like th- there's a whole bunch of movie studios that are trying to get into games, and they're not very good at it, and they don't know what they're doing. And you see like people like Disney get out of it because they didn't know what they were doing. And yet Warner Brothers games has been doing it for a while now and doing a very good job of it, and gets really not as much respect as you would think they would. Dude, they made a they made an interesting Lord of the Rings game. Mm-hmm. Like if you can make Lord of the Rings Two interesting, you deserve everything because Lord of the Rings is trash. That's so, the dumbest thing anyone's ever said. Lord of the Rings <laughs> is boring trash. I would rather read the Bible. So, but anyway, where's the Bible my- game? Somebody needs to make an epic Bible game. Like, oh man, you're Barnabas the Fourth, and you're on your way to Nineveh, and you have to fight Mary Magdalene. I'm mixing all a bunch of people. It's like from Old Testament and New Testament. Yes, yeah, like, sure. okay. all right. Screw it, whatever. All right. We'll have fun with it. Come to church on Sundays. Brought to you by the Donkey Kong artist. But yeah, um, <laughs> give me a, a, a Jesus game where I'm just going around and just converting people. That would be dope. Nice. Press X to convert. <laughs> Tap square to argue with the gender. So whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I think you know Warner Brothers games. I think is going to come out. Uh, I think Nintendo. We'll see some stuff with Nintendo. Um, what are you most excited for though? Because I'm I'm trying to like. 
Are you kidding me right now? Square Enix. Yeah, obviously. There's a new Final okay. Fantasy game coming out. What the hell else would I care oh, about? Oh, there is a new Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Final like Fantasy next year, 16. right? Well, maybe. In theory, and It's supposed yes. to be like back it's to a, the Regal times too, right? Thank no more. God. Look, Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game of all time, and that one is not set in a fantasy universe in the same way. It's like more modern. Yet, I still want old school fantasy from my Final Fantasy games. And that's what we're getting. Yeah. And I did okay. not like the last two of them, so. Okay. All right. Well, Square Enix, you get your new Final Fantasy. We'll get the. I think Woo-hoo. we'll get an f- update on the Final Fantasy VII next edition. Oh yeah. God Final again. Final Fantasy two. That kind of just like snuck under the radar of me too, because I think Fantasy that seven two. Doesn't that launch next week or this week? Intergrade. It's next week, I believe. Yeah, next week. That's um, crazy. Am I just this out of the loop now? <laughs> I think yeah. You're just not in the industry anymore. You have a baby. Yeah. Um, babies will take up your time. I'm not texting you all the time about games anymore because I've kind of fallen off of it. So this is old age. Old age, man. Old age is hard, and it's been a hard year to be in the games. Kind of, yeah, because it's just like, do you want to Dis- be disappointed constantly? Yeah, it's just I was just gonna say it's been disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. So with delays and games being released that were not in a shape to be released in the first place, like no, the only game that I've been able to play without it crashing on me every five minutes has been Mass Effect Remaster, <laughs> which is so, like a remaster of a game a from twenty remaster years. of a twenty year old game, not twenty years old, I know, but. It's- 12 um, you know do i am i really excited about anything ubisoft is doing no. like do we do we really want to see another assassin's creed you uh, going like, to? <laughs> how hyped are we about far cry 6 and you know it looked good but you know what i i don't know what else ubisoft has i would like to see some new ips from ubisoft i don't think we're gonna get another watchdogs you know <sighs> xbox and bethesda we already talked about that um, I just have a lot of question marks. That's my whole thing going into this. Is that you ask me if I'm super excited? I am because I'm excited to have like games back and a whole bunch of things, you know, being announced. But there's nothing really that is making me like super stoked. Frankly. And there, you know, and there's a lot of these like smaller, not indie, yeah, indie. So like uh, Dotemu, I'm saying that wrong, and a pop dot emu. So people are gonna beat me up. The developers behind Street of Rage Four and Ninja, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, or Shredder's is it Shredder's Revenge? Yeah, Shredder's Revenge, which is gonna be released, I think, in the next couple of months. Um, so you know they're coming out, so we'll probably see more of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's just it seems like it's a lot of like smaller like we're gonna see Finji games the people behind night of the woods which i loved came out in 2017 that was my game of the year back then um so it seems like we're gonna get a lot of like smaller developers that have put out games that were highly regarded at the games awards if that makes sense yeah it does kind of feel like that it's a hipster time of year (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're only you're only gonna get recognized if you're in you're in like kosh media is gonna be there and they're highlighting Koch Media, and they did Dead by Dead Daylight. So, like, we're going to see more Dead by Daylight stuff. Like, um, yeah. like, is Blizzard going to be there? No, not that I. I think heard I think of. I know they're a and they partner canceled of BlizzCon this year too. Summer Games Fest. I know that they're they're like a. But what does a partner um, mean? Again, I'm going back to like how confused. See, that and is. I'm I'm thinking as partners is as in we are going to reveal something, but I could be completely wrong. Partners also means that we helped you put this on, like we. So I, you know, right. I don't know. Um, and again, there's not any information. And then if you look at the schedule, none of these people are on the schedule. So I'm just going off of speculation right now. I'm just so confused. 
I, and you know, it's just, it's never been like this. Um, yeah, I don't. It, it, it's, like I've never it. had this many, this much uncertainty. And you can tell it, you can see it on Twitter with the amount of people just like speculating. There's a lot of speculation this year. Um, yeah, I mean, Summer Games Fest is so long too. It's like the whole summer. I mean, we have an event in July for EA. EA isn't until July. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. They they have their event in July. Yeah, July twenty second. But there's no there's no time for it yet. So we don't I don't know. We don't know. It's just like everything's all over the place. Like and I everyone's just doing their own. On, but everyone's just, just doing their own. It's just so just, fractured. It, I don't like it. I liked E three because it felt like everyone was unifying, and now I feel like there's no unification at all, and everyone's it's just the wild west out there. Yeah. I want. I wonder. Like, what this is going to look like in the future if e, like E three would just be smaller indie titles and then all these like AAA studios will have their own presentation they won't even like be affiliated with like summer games fest and things like that i wonder if that's the way if that's where we're going if that's what it will look like by 2023 i just want to know what the benefit was i want to know what the business side of all of this is is what is your benefit from partnering with summer games fest as opposed to just doing it yourself and vice versa like what is the give and take here i don't know because people are going to watch it regardless right no that's my thing i don't understand you're not going off of the name um, maybe you it. just like Jeff. Maybe Jeff is just so dope. He calls you up and he's like, "Hey, I'm trying to put this together." I'm like, yeah, we'll give you something because we like you. Well, he is like the mayor of video games, but even still, like, I yeah, I don't know. Is that it though? It's just like a handshake deal where it's just like, yeah, I'll just stream it with you. Like he builds out the infrastructure on his side. We're like, oh, you don't have to do as much. It's an easier lift for these places. That, that might be it too. It, it's just hmm. like, you know, it's less cost. If there were you know good reporters working in this space, they would tell that story. Sure, you tell the story. I would. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us the story because I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely interested in. I love E3. I, I love E3, Me but too. it's been dying for the last couple of years, and you know we talked about it all the time. I think E3 is our, our number one topic that we talk about. Yeah. I, it's um, heartbreaking to me too. I used to look forward to E3 every single year. It was like the number one thing I looked forward to every June. It's heartbreaking, but it makes sense, you know, when oh, yeah. everyone can just make their own content now. Um, everyone's a content creator, um, and it, you know, like we talked about last or last time we did the podcast, it's just it's a cost-effective way of doing it. I don't have to pay for a booth anymore. I don't have to pay for you. I don't have to pay you to show off my game. I can do that myself, and then I can like show you what I want to show. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you control the whole thing. It's exactly. Just, it's just business, man. That's it. But it's. It's heartbreaking at the same time. Regardless, though, this has been like a downer podcast on something that should be like an exciting week. Look, no, things- I don't think it's downer. We just we don't know. Yeah. Um, and no one's really giving us any like even these like look at the schedule like t- June twelfth and June thirteenth we have de- um, times for everything. June fourteenth and June fifteenth we still don't have times for a lot of these um, presentations. It's next week, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and th- that's what I'm saying. Like, and then I've seen people. I've seen so many people put out schedules and stuff because I think there's just so much uncertainty. Just clean up, like, how confusing it is, is my only request for these people who are giving me content for free. <laughs> and, it, and it seems like they're all trying to run run into each other so they avoid confusion, but it just ends up making – and, like, it's not a big deal. If you're at home, you can see all these anyway. Yeah. But, man, could you imagine being a reporter during all this and, like, if we were actually in person? No, actually, I feel – it's weird. I have, like, this weird, like, FOMO thing going on at the same time. I'm like, man, this would suck. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be terrible. Yeah. So, I, I, good I luck, feel everybody. for you all. Yeah, have fun. 
Um, regardless, it's going to be a busy couple weeks with a lot of stuff going on. Let me let me ask you one thing before we move on. Yo. You have one big wish list game that you'll never see. What is the one thing that you want to see? I had one the other day that I wanted, and I can't remember what it was. It was a remake. I was like, why has this game not been remade? It's freaking awesome. Um, I'm trying not to make it Final Fantasy related. I know. I I almost said no Final Fantasy, but I figured I'd be putting you into a really hard corner. Yeah, that does make it difficult for me. I would really love to see this will never, ever happen in a million years, and it's a little bit of a cliche, but I still want it because this game is a freaking masterpiece. I want a bully, too. I want something Mm. from Rockstar. I want something real from Rockstar. That's what I want. Okay. I like it. It doesn't even have to be bully, too. Anything. Any real next game from Rockstar would would make everything worthwhile for me. They're still the best of the best of the best, in my opinion, and I don't really think there's anyone that's that close. I truly think they're in a league sure. by themselves. So I don't know. Sure. I would I would have agreed with you if I didn't just recently play Mass Effect again. Um, well, dude, that game, what has Bioware done lately? What was Bioware's last game? <laughs> I mean, what was Rockstar's last game? Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, exactly. Big, walking, <laughs> big boring walking fest. Whatever. Big uh, boring walking fest. And now we've arrived at the part of the podcast where Evan is wrong again. Whatever. Whatever. Big walking uh, simulator that everybody loves because they can shoot poor people. Whatever. I don't care. I was a cowboy. Whatever. That's my answer, dude. People just like that game because Arthur Morgan got TB. <laughs> made you feel bad. Spoiler. About all the choices you made. Whatever. That game's two years old. Whatever. Three years but, okay, all right. You, you said you want to see Bully yeah. 2. Okay. So what's yours? Okay. Uh, I would love to see a Jade... I would love to see a Jade Empire remake. Me I know too. we're not going to get a Jade Empire 2, but... Also under, underrated. Massively yeah. underrated. And I, I, not a remake, sorry. Remaster. I will even take a remaster of the game. It doesn't need to be completely remade. Um, like, all those Bioware games. Give me a Alpha Protocol remake. I'll, we'll never get that, but... <laughs> Um, that and then like a game that I really, 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 really would like to see um, would be Power Stone 2, but I'm never getting that. So, or Power Stone 3, I'm sorry. I'm never getting that. Wow, so. that is a throwback, though, to the greatest console of all time and the Dreamcast. Yes, yes. I say that every every year, My I want a Power Stone. I want another Power Stone. This is the year. Yeah, right. <laughs> that will never yeah, happen. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Give me um, a pile of wings while we're at it, too. Okay, I'm done. We got some good guests coming up on the podcast this week. We have Sonic, um, Roger Craig Smith, who will be posted later on this week. We'll have some fun developers from E3, and then we'll also have our reactions to a lot of the crazy stuff that is happening uh, over the next two weeks. So stay tuned to the Donkey Kong Auto's podcast because there's a lot of stuff going on. And in addition to all that, and one thing I really want to plug before we go, if you haven't, PGA Tour or PGA 2K21, whatever the hell the name of the game is, uh, it has an awesome Battle Royale mode called Divot Derby, and I encourage everyone to play it because it kicks ass. Looked, it looked really hard, that video you posted. It's it so stressful. <laughs> yeah, it looked super hard. It's um, fun. So, yes, thank you for everyone for listening. If you have not, uh, follow us on Twitter. We are at the Donkey Kong Artist, the Donkey Kong Artist on Twitter. Give us a follow. Let us know what you think. Um, also, we are on anchor.fm. Anchor.fm. We're on Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts. We're all over the called. place. Breaker. We're all over the place. Make sure, like Pat said, we, have, we posted three interviews last week and three interviews the week before so we are are, yeah we are on a roll so expect more interviews this week expect a lot more podcasts with our reactions to the events this week i think we're going to do one on saturday 
Yeah. Did we say did we commit to Saturday? Sure, that works for me. Yeah, Saturday, and I I want to do one on Sunday. I would like to talk about no, we don't need to do one on Saturday. Saturday's Ubisoft. I don't want to talk about Ubisoft. Let's just do Sunday. Um, <laughs> Sunday I, I want to talk about Square Xbox. Enix and Xbox, and I want to talk about Warner Brothers games. Let's um, do it. And other than that, we we'll probably do one on Tuesday. Nintendo, because those are the only things that matter. Other than that, who cares? Pretty much. Um, as always, reach out to us. Let us know if you want to be on the podcast. If you have a game to promote, let us know because we love indie developers and we like highlighting. Yeah, we're looking for a producer. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. You want a job. <laughs> yeah, if you want a, a job that doesn't pay you anything, you just get to hang out with two dope dudes and talk about dope video games. Just two cool dudes. Yeah, just out. just two cool dudes. Interracial podcast. You want our interracial couple? Yeah. Woo! Woo! All right, thank you, everybody. We love you. Thank you, everybody. You. We love you. Bye. Goodbye. Yay. Goodbye. Hi, Earl. Hi, Earl. Bye.